everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials, or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street, or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, we are back, and today we're covering... Insidious and Insidious Chapter Two. That's right, y'all. We still in here with the double, double toil and trouble, and so of course we had to go see these red demons and uh, <laughs> these kids. It's bothering in this whole family because they're just ripping up the fucking family tree. And I'm just like, wow, get a hobby, demon. Get, get a, a hobby. fucking hobby, because like, whoa, girl. Okay, let's. I just gotta give some context, some history here. So I first started this movie in my dorm room at UCM when I went back to the dorms for that like half a semester before I moved in with Kayla Sue. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. It was like late at night, it was dark. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to watch this scary movie by myself. I lived in my own dorm room because I could do that. And it's the only way to live in dorms. Anyway, <laughs> so I started it, I hit play. I'm laying there in my bed watching this movie. It gets to that fucking part where the head's in the window and the door. The very end, I said, nope, not today, Satan. I said, I turned that shit off. I'll watch it tomorrow or with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly enough, the first time I saw parts of the first one was also while we were at UCM. I saw it that summer. I was hanging out with people I no longer speak to. Those two people, I'm sure you can figure out which two. Um, <laughs> we started it and we were unimpressed, so we turned it off. And so I didn't finish it until last year. And then I've seen it three or four times for random shit because, like, <laughs> that's how life, life goes. Right? It's just like, and like, I didn't know who James Wan was back then because I'd seen Saw, but I wasn't like, mm-hmm, who just director. And I think. I think that one of the things that makes this cool is even if it's not my particular brand of tea, you get to see a lot of what he started out doing and things that we see in later movies. Because I'm like, that's some malignant right there. That's I, some conjuring right there. And so I definitely see. I mean, there's very clear conjuring vibes here. Like there is very clear, you know, and there's other things as well, especially with like camera techniques and stuff like that. But thematically and like the way the story is told, I like both of my hot takes are like conjuring comparisons. So, <laughs> yes. Ow, Spoiler alert ow, ow, uh, or uh, foreshadow. Get ready. <laughs> One's a hot take and one is kind of like a, okay, that's that tracks take. Uh, <laughs> I think both my hot takes are mildly yeah. spicy, yeah. like Midwest spicy, not. But real I gotta spicy. tell you, this first one, these jump girl, these jump scares. Get me every fuck. James Wan perfected the jump scares. Yes, jump scare perfected King. the jump scares. I would. I think the jump scares in one are more effective than two. There's that one though in two, which we'll get to. But because uh, I got a story about that, it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, these jump. He's like, this way shit themselves the last time. Let's bring right. it back for another these movie. These jump scares <laughs> hit every time, and it ne- it always scares me. I I also noticed a theme, and it's not James Wan specifically, but I clock that demons always come for people who have at least three kids in these movies. And I wonder if that's why my mama always lived in haunted houses, because she has so many fucking kids. Because the demons like, you got so many, you won't notice me. I'm it's keeping that up random, bitch. like, um, fifth child that, like, appears, like, just, like, shows up for the family pictures, and it's like, hey, I'm not really a kid, but right. here I am. Hey. <laughs> And people are like, I remember that one. Where'd that one go? It's like, that was it's a like demon. like that one bitch on, uh, oh God, what was that? Uh, 
Facts of Life. No, not Facts of Life. What was the one with the Olsen twins? Uh, oh, Full was- House. Full house. That one bitch that's always just shows up, walks in the house. I'm like, you don't live here. Go home. 80s and 90s sitcoms made me think people just left their doors unlocked and random kids walked in for food. And I was like, that's not not what we're doing here. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. So, yeah. So, so this this demon is like that that kid from those 90s sitcoms. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like, it's also fucking rude. Like, that's one of my other notes. This demon out here flinging around children and like ruining kitchens. And I'm just like, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. I will say these movies do pass your test of if the kids are gonna be here, they need to be fucked with. Because they, well, not not the the middle child kind of gets he gets to move on along. It's the oldest child and that baby. <laughs> Even demons ignore the middle child. <laughs> it's the oldest child. Like, I'm when I was unbothered. <laughs> right. It's our oldest child and the damn baby. Like when that baby was on the floor, I said, this demon done picked up that baby and dropped it on the floor like the Sims. It was this first one for me. Cause like she put this little boy in a coma and then like, they was like, let's try and talk to him. She's like, I'm fling his little unconscious ass all around this fucking room. That's what you're going to see. And I'm like, you already did enough of this little boy. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. And they're like, fuck these kids. I'm like, okay. Um, also leaving front doors open. Like you pay the bills in this bitch. I'm just like. Right. Let's be real though. With the kids, this is you as a demon. Yeah. If Sheree was a demon, she'd be fucking with all the children. She'd be like slinging them around. Let me show you some shit. I better get away from the alcohol. That's mine. It's demon juice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I did find it just in the the writing and in the the plot devices that that they use. It's so heartbreaking to watch because it happens so often when families are get get told these diagnoses that their children have that are mostly unknown like what's the one that like the kid just like dies i can't remember sids oh yeah yeah where it's just like they don't know what ha- it's and so it's heartbreaking when the doc- doctor's like i don't know what the fuck's going on but he ain't that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I I felt bad for Renee in this first one. In the second one, I have thoughts. But I did feel bad same. for her in this one. But also at the same time, and I don't know if it's because I, I see Rose Byrne. I know she's a smart lady. And so she can only do so much for Renee. But like when her husband's just like, no, we're fine while the kids are levitating. I'm like, bitch, you know you got to do something. You know he ain't good to say. Because he's throwing out the help. He's like, no, put Lynn Shay out. She don't know what the fuck she's talking about. And I'm like, um. I said, Daddy Patrick. Listen. Daddy Patrick, we have to talk, have a talk. I know you hot, Patrick, but you're also going to listen to my ass because these are my kids too, <laughs> apparently. But it also wouldn't have been me because the first time I was like, this boy got demons. We got two other perfectly fine kids. Let's leave. <laughs> Look. Adoption. Listen, listen. This is nature's birth control. <laughs> it's like it chose that one and we will think finally of him. Good night. Everybody get the fuck in the car. Um, but she's like, no, nah, I'm keeping my family together. And he's like, I'm going to stop this shit because men. Cause men. So I have a question. I'm curious if you agree or disagree with me. I think well, it was a statement than a question. Or oh, it's a statement. I want to see if you agree. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I think that haunting people is so much scarier than like a haunted house. It's like, more personal. <laughs> you can leave a house. Listen. You can't leave your body. It's. I mean, they were leaving their body, which would have gotten in trouble. They could, but like. <laughs> Out here levitate like Dua Lipa. Um, I... <laughs> Fucking Dua Lipa. Listen, Dua Lipa, what you doing with this insidious shit? Listen, levitating. 
<laughs> if you want to take a ride. <laughs> if you want to take a ride. Anyway, sorry. Listen, um, <laughs> no. But Danny Patrick out here levitating. Um, and I was like, that's a lot of man to be lifting. I would like to also try um, for other reasons. <laughs> can <laughs> I? Uh, I volunteer as tribute. Listen, uh, I, he can lift off on me any day. I. <laughs> <laughs> he can lift off. He can lay it down. He can lift on, lift off, whatever you want to do. I got something insidious. I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> to go, um, to get back to the demons. <laughs> We're off the rails already. It's I, been eight minutes. Listen, I, I'm anti-demons, but like also a three-month nap sounds real fucking awesome. So I think that that kid won you, as far as possession movies you, go. Are you anti-demon? I am. I'm anti-demon. Or are you anti-demon for yourself? I do have some enemies and I would not be mad. <laughs> Um, demons found them and left me out of it. But also, you can't say that out loud because then demons like my fine you too, bitch. And you got a red face hole in your closet, fucking shit up at your door. Be like knock, knock, knock. Leave it open. Like <laughs> I'm air conditioning the whole fucking hallway. Like I can't afford that. Rude, rude. <laughs> yes, but can we also? I think it's time. I think it is time. We as a horror community. Need to all agree because I think it. I think it's fair. Lynn Shay is a horror icon, a horror queen, a horror goddess. However, she wants to identify herself, she is that bitch. I love her so much. I also love that she has, throughout her career, has been super invested in uh, queer projects as well. Like in the early aughts, when it was not popular. When, like, Charlize Theron was not out here doing it and all that shit. She was out here doing it. So, look at you, Lin Shay. My note is literally the movie doesn't start until Lin Shay walks in. Um, I do feel her death is silly, though, to, like, skip ahead. Because, like, she knows there's demons in this house. There's some demons in this house. There's some demons in this house. But anyway, she's like, certified freak, let me take this picture of you real quick. And I'm like, girl, you alone with this demon. Right. And they never really clarified like how does the demon appear in the picture because it, it happens multiple times throughout this movie not just that time yeah. that's how they knew something like, was wrong with the boy because the demon was creeping in closer until she became him and now she is him and so she took the picture right. it got the demon and i'm like what do you think was gonna happen when you find out this was a demon and you hear by yourself you got a weapon you the holy water not a mean no word one in this movie no no one in this two movies knew how to run didn't nobody run besides Patrick Wilson and Sangler. We'll get to that. Listen, but, <laughs> <laughs> no one knew how to run. They were all like, "Oh," and that was it. Uh, Why yeah. we talk about her silly death though? Like, how nobody hear her scream? This house is not that big. Like, she's screaming for bloody murder right. as she's being choked. Which I mean, it's hard to do, but it's Lynn Shay. I'm not asking questions, and they're just like, yeah. Haha, "Eat spaghetti," because you've been sick, Dalton. And I'm like, "You don't hear this bitch screaming in the living room." Yeah, there's a lot of leaps of logic. Lesser in this movie, more in the second one, which we'll get to. I, I feel like we keep like foreshadowing our thoughts on the second movie. <laughs> no, because this one ends on a cliffhanger, which I love a cliffhanger, but also because that death was silly, I was so busy laughing to be like, are you fucking serious? And then they were like, no, we're getting serious again. I'm like, it's too late. I'm done. I'm done. Me and my drink are leaving. And like, but it's over, bitch. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. What? So... In true James Wan fashion, mm -hmm. this final like act, this third act, was giving was it, it was definitely an evolution, right? But it felt like an evolution 
that he was inspired by a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, it just felt very uh, in the dream, out of the dream, in dream. And they do it they do it too in the sequel, but it's not as effective in my opinion. But, like, just the cuts back and forth and you never really knew where you were. It, it I don't know. It just felt, it, it was giving me Nightmare vibes. I didn't get those vibes, but also this is not my franchise, which is wild because I love so many names attached. But for whatever reason, when they got together, I'm like, nah. And maybe it's because somebody's got to try the thing. You know, somebody had to be like, what else can we put in chocolate? Fruit works. Pills, we shouldn't do that. Um, and so <laughs> I feel like it's like that. Where it's like, I don't I don't know if I think this franchise is my is my cup of tea or not, because I really like this movie. I really like this one. Second one is okay. That I haven't seen three or is the fourth one the red three door? Three is real is fucking that... bad. I because like oh. the first three are free right now, so I watched them and I was gonna rent the fourth one, but the first three didn't do it for me, so I didn't want to give it money. Um, so I'm gonna catch four and five when they stream it together somewhere later in life. Oh, so there's a so fifth is the red door. That's the one Patrick directed, and so I wanted to support him, but also he beat the fucking box office. He beat Anita Jones. He don't need my five dollars, especially for a franchise right. I'm not having a good time in. <laughs> like, just and that's fair. I might check them out because it's so. This has yeah. been okay. We'll, we'll get there. But to be fair, this is a PG thirteen franchise, and I didn't know that the first time I quit it. And we know that I am not a PG thirteen girl. I think that for PG thirteen, it's doing what it can because the things would keep a child out, and it will keep out some adults who are like not as like into horror as some of us. Because, but you've seen like hundreds of movies now, and so you're right. you probably wouldn't see this. The, be like, yeah, this is the scariest movie I've seen at, by far. This but is like, scary this month. Like, <laughs> The jump scares did make me go, oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We've seen Scary this month, and we will uh, next week, because I've now, seen those movies. <laughs> we'll get to that. I do think the opening scene is terrifying. It's scary to me. Like, the going through the house, and, like, I, it's just the way the orchestra's working, and then seeing that face. and then I, You know me with windows, and, like, people that I don't notice are terrifying yes. and like oh the jump scares where like she goes into the room and then there's like someone standing behind it you know home invasion shit freaks me the fuck out yeah yeah no i i will say some parts definitely felt like had they been in a different movie i would have been like okay that makes sense and it's better but because it's in this and again it's not i'm just not a pg-13 girl i'm not like oh no i'm off the james wan bus because i'm one of the few people like he's still doing it everybody else is done with him now these work with kayla cooper but they want to say that's anti-black so there's like how can i be racist he's a man of color i'm like but you anti-black bitch I caught your card. I, I see you. Since they've been working together, you can't stand him. What has changed? Hmm. Math. Um, but right. I, I, Which is I wild. Like, I, do, I, I still think Malignant is my favorite James Wan movie I've seen. Oh, hands down. I think that the first Saw and the first two Conjurings are definitely the ones I'm going the fuck up for. He's got a whole fucking resume. We're talking about giving him a whole month. Because he's a hit it and quit it. He's like, I did the one. I might have done the two. <laughs> and I'm done with you. And I'm like, give you some producer credits. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also think this, the seance situation. I, is it is it correct to call it a seance? I don't know. When don't she's know got the was. mask on and they're drawing the thing and the, you know, all that. That was kinky. <laughs> <laughs> it was working for me. I don't know about you. It The, the lights flashing, which I thought was kind of like, okay, do we really need this? Also, they should, they should, I think more, more movies need to put disclaimers if they use strobing effects. Too many people in this world have light-sensitive epilepsy and other light sensitivities 
that need to know that going into your movie, y'all. You have to let people know. I'm not saying they don't, they won't watch their your movie, but if they know to look out for it, they can be like, oh, okay, let me look down while this is flashing in my eyes, so I don't have a fucking seizure. I wonder if there's a website because I know there's a website for if the dog dies. I know there's a website for sexual assault. I've shared it a few times, and I wonder if there's one for that. And if not, I hope somebody is going to find the funding to do it because we need to stop working for free. That's a thing that people keep trying to make us do as millennials, and we're like, "Do I look like my mom to you? Fuck you! <laughs> you better run that wallet and run somehow, <laughs> right? Bitch, but I have my money. Um, right. <laughs> as Rihanna. But overall, right. <laughs> overall, as someone who does not have any kind of light sensitive disorders or anything, uh, I, I, it was working for me. The, the writing and the, the bitch and I'm going to cut your shit up. And like, I was like, ah, shit, they're going to die. That mask was creepy. It was giving very Chernobyl vibes. And I, it was hard to look away from. <laughs> Chernobyl. Uh, one, of the, this, one of the things that took me out was up top after he's done being like, I forgot I got a job. These kids are yours today. Bye, bitch. They give her a Taylor Swift moment at her piano. So we know she's a singer-songwriter. And I'm just like, this is a choice. It's so, like, shoehorned in, especially the sequel, which we'll get to again. But, like, the only reason I keep saying that is because I do think that, like, even though it is shoehorned in here, it at least works a little bit because it's just secondary information. It's like, whatever. Okay, moving on. And in the sequel... It just, it's, oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I agree, though. It didn't need to be there. <laughs> I, um, another thing I thought was funny was that Grandma Lorraine, who, a.k.a. because Patrick Wilson and James Wanda ran over to The Conjuring um, with Lorraine Warren, there's a joke here to be made that ended motherfucker. I am just not awake enough to make that joke, and so <laughs> we're spared. But if somebody else, if somebody got it, Please give it to me. Um, but like, anyway, Grandma <laughs> Lorraine rolls in. She's like, oh, no, I believe you. I would never doubt you. The bitch got secrets. The bitch know things. And I'll say nothing until people are like being thrown around I would walls. never doubt you because we've literally done this before. Listen, she memory erased him like a fucking men and black member. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is weird. I don't know what's happening, but I believe you. I support you. The fakest of allies, Grandma Lorraine. The fakest of allies. <laughs> and the, Yeah, because then it's like at the 45 hour mark, she's like, oh, by the way. Yeah. This already happened to you, son. Now that they've thrown your son around like a fucking pizza box, let me also say it might be hereditary or something. I don't know. We saw some shit when you was a kid. <laughs> I also know a woman who can help. The whole fucking time, you know a woman who can help, and you was like, I don't. I'm just flamingoing. I can't see it. Very white woman energy. It's so Linda energy <laughs> to be like, I see the problem, and I won't acknowledge it. <laughs> right. If I ignore it, it'll go away. Meanwhile, your grandson is tethered to some demons in another world, and you're just like, they'll figure it out. Because <laughs> he's in a coma for like months, Listen, right? Because like this movie takes place over like a long period of time. When we leap ahead, they after, move. When they leap ahead, they move houses. They move houses so many times. Like Grandma Lorraine is just like, I don't know what else to do. Oh no, bitch! Call your friend Lynn Shay. Tell him what had happened. Right. This kid. Grandma Lorraine is CPS called on her. I I hope in four or five they kill her. Because, again, she had the news. She had the good word. And she was like, mm-mm-mm, not today, Satan. And I was like. <laughs> so true. So fucking true. I was like, girl, she did have fierce hair, though. Mama, Grandma Lorraine, she was fierce looking. I was like, for a grandma? Right? 
Grandma, were you 16 and pregnant? Were you on that show? She out here dating and shit while her grandchildren are being tortured in alternate universes and she ain't doing nothing about it, but she's the only one who knows how to do something about it. Again, she had this bitch on speed dial. She had this bitch on speed dial and said nothing. More Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Listen, drinking her vodka, minding her business. Just like, I don't know what happened, Josh. Josh is like, are you sure, Mama? I don't know what happened. I feel so bad for you and your family. Little boy tethered to the demon for five months. How's he going to go home? How's he, how are him and his grandmama going to hang out on Thanksgiving when he knows that she just let him sit there? I'd be so fucking salty. But grandma, you had her number the whole time? You know how bad it was she with was, her grandma? You do know how bad it was with her. I'm enjoying school, her grandma. beverages, okay? I'm not going to graduate on time dick. no more. She was getting some dick and enjoying her beverages. Listen, All right. Listen, as Cardi B said in bongos, <laughs> she rides dick like a pony. <laughs> her boyfriend like a brokey. <laughs> grandma was like, oh, wait, I could do something about that. Let me just like get my shit together. Go ahead. Get oh, out wait, yeah, we did do this before. Right? Yes, you were almost possessed. I had to get... <laughs> I just... That that is the thing that frustrates me the most about this movie because again it's not my favorite movie but that's the thing that frustrates me the most is that grandma had this secret and she's sitting there helping y'all move houses again and she's not being like it's not the house it's your son so not only did her the son lose a half a year of his life while hanging out with demons therapy forever but also she let them go into debt to move houses and I'm just like bitch he, he was out there playing chess with the demons like checkmate right motherfucker. Right? Meanwhile, her son is a teacher. You know they ain't being paid in America. And her daughter's a songwriter who's doing Taylor Swift shit. So, like, you know they ain't making no money. They can't afford to be moving houses every week. Grandma, open your mouth. Say something. <laughs> but they can afford to buy a house. Uh, I would the early sue her. We'd be a small claims court now that all my family's back from the tethered world. I... <laughs> the 2010s. What a time. Teachers could afford housing. I, good... What universe is this? Because I got a lot of teacher friends. <laughs> same. Same. Myself included. Anyway, all this right. can't be America. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. I, before we go from this movie, I have to just say that I was personally triggered when the old man sounding demon started yelling at her over the baby monitor. I worked in audience services, and that's how the fools talk to you every day about their tickets. Listen, <laughs> there were so many customer service mo- triggers in this movie. When, uh, like, so, maybe not this one. I don't remember if it was this one or the sequel, but. When, like, the whole, like, crowd of demons would pop up. I was like, oh, my God! Can I help you find your book? Like, what do you need? Help. Listen, listen I, it needs a trigger for customer service employees. Because I was like, not Lyric Opera of Chicago. And I started cold sweating. And I was like, oh, no, I'm safe. I'm safe. That was then. This is now. <laughs> not Barnes and Noble. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what conservative book do you want now? Listen. Oh, God. What Rush Limbaugh book do you want? <laughs> Did I tell you one time? I literally had someone call the fucking uh, Barnes and Noble I was working at and ask me. Me, they didn't know me clearly, but me. They asked me for a book about how to uh, conversion fucking therapy. I'm not making that shit up. It happened. You ain't get Arkansas. It's been time. <laughs> it's, it's been time. You and Dalton both hung escape. the damn phone up. <laughs> I didn't even look it up. I said, no way I got it. Mm-mm. No, sorry. No. Bye. Hey, can people even read? Like, <laughs> <and> then... Right. 
Can they? Probably not. No, I don't think Unless so. Unless it's like erotic porn, gay erotic porn, because you know they didn't fucking work in the first place. Anyway. Listen, and even then they got to send it out. <laughs> they like... <laughs> he... He... Fuck... Fuck... I'm sorry, we're not making fun of illiterate people. We're making fun of people who believe in conversion therapy. Which, unfortunately, are a lot of <laughs> people. <laughs> anyway, back to this they movie. They for office. Um, Girl, did you hear? Oh, we'll go talk. Did you DeSantis hear about, telling uh, people the fucking <laughs> epidemic is over no, again? did you hear about Bobert? No. Being in uh, fucking Beetlejuice the musical on tour. She got fucking kicked out because her ass was vaping and singing and being uh, taking pictures in the fucking audience. Oh, God. It is time. <laughs> it is time for us to just go ahead and rally all of the Fox News people and people who watch Fox News and give them their own island that's going to sink in five days. I think that's what we need to be doing right now. Global warming will take care of that real Listen, quick. Listen, warm it up right now. <laughs> Me and two Aristotle kids about to go at it. Like <laughs> <laughs> just enough to sink that island. Listen, <laughs> and, then, and then we'll work on it. Then we'll fix it up. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll like let's fix this ozone now that we all want to live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sheree, let's get back to this movie. What is your hot take for Insidious? For Insidious Chapter One, <laughs> hot take. People gonna be so mad. Don't talk to me about it. I don't, I'm fine, y'all. I have a hard time looking at this movie. Um, the aesthetic and the style that are being used don't work for me. And so it feels like almost found footage, but it's not. <laughs> it feels like choices are being made. But, like, that was James Wan getting to his actual aesthetic and exploring those things. And so, like, it makes sense in the context of his work that I've seen. And I'm happy he was given the chance to do that little bridge situation to figure it all out with somebody's money. Because we should all be so lucky as to be funded to, like, explore and figure out who we are and what we're doing. But it's hard to watch this movie. Like, every time I tried to watch it, I'm just like, ah, I don't like this green shit. Because it's kind of green. And also, the, like, camera angles are weird. And, like, the cameras be moving and shit. And I'm like, but it's not like it's intentional moving, you know? It's like, it's like, oh, this person is running and they out of breath a little bit. And I'm just like, girl. Like, <laughs> girl. The color scheme is kind of sickly. But I think that's the point. Like, it's supposed to be kind of like. Yeah. It's just, it, it was too sick. many things. It was too many things fighting for attention. And I think that's my turn off. Because, again, it, it's green. The cameras are doing awkward things, which I, again, he refines them later. And we see the results and it works. But here while he's figuring it out, it is a chore for me and my eyeballs. That's fair. And I have more thoughts on that in the sequel. So we'll get ready for this. Because he uh, did not ease up. He's like, hit the gas. And I was like, James! <laughs> Where are you going, Jamesy? Not to borrow from me a goth and <laughs> your favorite movie ever. Right. Uh, <laughs> so my hot take is I actually find this movie a little scarier than The Conjuring. <laughs> the first one. The first one. The first one versus the first one. Okay? What? That's what I'm going on. Not franchise, not sequels. The first one versus the first one. I, listen, this, I still had problems with this movie. Like, I had to be like, I gotta look away. Gotta look away. It is scary. I do think The Conjuring is a better made movie, but this movie was more effective to me. Uh, Mm. Yeah. I don't 
I don't know. Cause I've seen the original Conjuring like twice now, once we did the live our first year and that shit fucked me up. I watched it at night by myself in Indiana. That shit fucked me up. That is a live recording somewhere out there with me being like, I was not ready. I did not ask for this. I can get a stage my apartment. And this is just kind of like, yeah, this feels very PG-13. The Conjuring could be PG-13. I've not actually checked. <laughs> um, but this feels, I'm going to Google. We act like we don't have internet all the time on Fear Street. We have internet, y'all. I promise. Um, don't listen to me typing it. <laughs> yeah, it's rated R. Okay. So that explains that. Because The Conjuring felt like it goes harder. And also James Wan had gotten, he he figured out what he was doing. Because again, you don't just show up with your aesthetic. You have to develop it. But it. What's funny is The Conjuring was released the same year as Chapter 2. Yeah, yeah. No, and so, yeah. like, but also he had signed himself into that situation. And we don't know which was filmed mm-hmm. first. We just know when they came out, too. True. Uh, yeah, I just I just mean, I think that, for me, this movie, I jumped more at this movie than I did at The Conjuring. I think The Conjuring was creepier. But I don't know. Yeah. They're They're, like, right here for me. I love The Conjuring, and I love this movie. But to be fair, it wouldn't be first if we agreed. So, like, I'm not surprised you're like, this is scarier. And I'm like, girl, oh, that's just I another I jumped so many fucking day. times. I, it had to be like, oh, God, I can't. I can't look at it. I never jump. Because, like, it, the way they... I don't mean to be pissing on people who built this creature. I don't mean to. It's going to sound like I am, but I'm not. But this, again, because it's Peach 13, you can't go balls to the wall. And so we got this red face and these hooves, and he just be strolling around and sort of casually. Because it's like, you had a demon following you. Then all of a sudden he's behind him. Like, oh, no. And I'm like, you jump because the demon was just sitting behind him calmly smoking a cigarette. Like, I just. Yes. Yes, Sheree, yes. I just, again, I like it when it's intentionality. And the demon was just like, hey, y'all, what y'all doing over here? I'm strolling in like a gift. And I'm like, well. Again, again, I don't know what about what it is about me. If there is any kind of moment where the character is standing and then something appears behind them that they don't see, that is the scariest thing to me. Like the strangers when he's changing oh, yeah. the smoke alarm and the thing comes out. Uh, even the fucking uh, better watch out when it, the, it's fake, we know now, mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. But when they're sitting there watching the movie and then that shadows in the window, that is absolutely fucking terrifying to me. So anytime that that is happening on no. screen, I am terrified. I think there was a way to film it to where I might have been like, yeah. But because of, my, like, literally, we see Grandma react and then we go to him and, like, they're just casually sitting there. Like, they're, like, between takes. And I'm just like, this is not. <laughs> and I laugh. And that, I laugh so much watching this movie every fucking time. I, I jumped. I jumped. So, all right. You are a jumper, though. We saw It Chapter 1 together and you and Cookie were oh, losing I, y'all shit. And I was like, y'all, it's fun. I'm a jumper. Jump scares get me. I don't know. I can't help it. Anyway. Listen. Uh, let's get, let, let's switch on over because we got to talk about this one. Insidious chapter two. Can we just start with the top? Let's start. The lip sync for your the, life? The voiceover moment. Yes, let's start <laughs> with it. Because we both have notes on it. It was a choice. I kind of get it, but it's also like, what? I Explain don't. it to me because I don't get it. I don't, I know okay. James Wilde likes camp, but this is too camp. This is too campy. They lip sync it for their life, and I'm like, for whomst? My only defense of this is he. This movie is all about expanding what the first one did, taking the first one and going further with it, figuring out the backstory, what happened with the mom, and the da 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 da, and all that stuff. Oh, right. And she obviously said she called Lin Shay's character. Lin Shay 
has a very specific vocal tone and affectation when she talks. You know it's Lynn Shea. Mm-hmm. Like, not to shade her as an actress, she's a great actress. But, like, you know it's Lynn Shea. It's kind of like Angela Lansbury. Like, you know it's Angela Lansbury. It's kind of hard to get out of that vocal what she has, right? So if I had seen her... A younger character, I don't know what her character's name is, but the younger Lynn Shea character, and it didn't have her voice, it would have felt weird. Now, mm. that's my one defense. My uh, my my critique to my own defense. Yes, because <laughs> I, I got myself some. <laughs> all the time. Is is it necessary? And I don't think it was necessary, but I think if he was going to, if James Wan felt that it was necessary then I get it, but I don't think that it was. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think people's it was People's voices but change. I, we don't sound the same when we saw, sounded when we met in college, Trent. Like, people's voices change. Also, okay, we met I actors quite younger versions. sultry. <laughs> Liz, I sound like a chain smoker now. Um, and also, also people, we've had younger people play other people with distinctive voices before. Like, you have them do the best they can to get in that range. So you can see it's believable. But again, voices change. And also this bitch be fighting demons. Who'd say demon hasn't choked her before? Who'd say something wasn't crushed before? We did not need this distracting lip sync for your life. I will look the other way for a lot of James Wan choices. I will defend a lot of his movies, even the ones I don't like. I'm calling bullshit on this one. I'm calling bullshit on this moment. He did. He went too far. He went too fucking and, far. <laughs> and I, and I, I do tend to agree, even though I did have a small defense of it, but that's just my, like... No. I was just thinking if I were like if I were putting myself in the like I I can see his thought process possibly I haven't looked up to see if he's ever spoken about why he did it but I want answers if I ever get to meet him which I hope I do I'm gonna be like I love a lot of your work why that lip sync that movie you did <laughs> ten years ago or over listen, ten years ago listen. we gotta talk about it no fifty years from now like eighty years ago you had lips well <laughs> and I wonder <laughs> I we, we because we also don't know this actress's what her voice is, she may not cook, she may not have been able to, to do it. I don't know. She it had a voice though. What? She had a voice. She had a voice. <laughs> she could have been like Ariel. You don't know. Under the seat. No, I need her to be where the people are and use her voice because it's awkward <laughs> and distracting. Because the first time I saw, I'm like, what is happening here? Her voice don't match her yeah. face. Um, <laughs> I yeah. It felt very like I'm watching a 1970s Godzilla movie. <laughs> It felt like I was watching a dubbed version of a movie. And I was like, did I hit yes. the wrong thing? But no, they're speaking English. So I didn't hit the wrong thing. <laughs> this is, yeah. I agree. I do agree. This is not something like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to defend. For those listeners out there, don't come for me. I'm not trying. I was just saying the only defense I can even come up with in my own head is that, and it still, there's, like you said, there's tons of holes in it. So I, I I feel like they were fangirls, which we all would be for Lin Shay. And like, how can we work with Lin Shay some more? Because we don't have her enough in the movie. Um, and instead of them being like, let's make something that makes sense, they were like, we'll just have her voice. And we'll just hang out in the studio with her because we want some more time with Auntie Lin. And I'm like, bitch, call her. Y'all could be friends. Don't do this. Like, <laughs> I have an interesting idea. And I'm curious what your thoughts would be. So... Because you know in this movie, which I I actually really liked this, when they like went back and kind of retconned him into things from the first movie, that was that was cool. I liked it. I were, I liked it. That was cool. But I, it could have been an interesting moment if they're playing with this idea, right? That, that if you're in the nether, which Lin Shea is in the nether, they find her later. If 
she was on screen with her younger self and telling her younger self what to say. That could have been a really interesting way to do that if you if you wanted the Lynn Shay moment. Even then, that's messy. I think they need to just stand their ground and be like, we wrote this flashback, we're going to do this flashback. Because it's distracting. I Again, I've seen this one twice now, and both times I had to keep rewinding because I was like distracted by this fucking voice. And so I kept missing shit. And I was like, wait, no, I've got to pay attention this time. I'm taking notes. Because um, <laughs> it was just like, I'm now Lynn yeah. Shay coming out of this 12-year-old. And I'm like, no, don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> Even though I think Lynn Shea has sounded like that her entire She might her have. Nightmare on Elm Street back in the eighties, she still yeah. sounded like she did in 2010. To be fair, she might have, but not everybody is born with the voice they're gonna have forever. She's a rarity. And so I think that yeah. he needed to be I didn't, yeah. yeah. And so instead of him being like, Hey, this is a character, he was like, It's Lynn Shay. I'm like, you is not doing a Lynn Shay autobiography. And even then, don't do this if you do. Um, I again, I could you am, imagine if they'd done like the all the biopics and they were like just lip syncing? That's what like it the, felt like. The I want to dance with somebody and she's just lip syncing to Whitney the whole time. I saw a play that did that and it irritated the fuck out of me. And I was oh, like, no. the whole play, this woman by herself lip syncing to this audio of the actual interviews of the woman. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not fair to your actor or your audience. Stop it. And people are like, I love it. And I'm like, y'all would. Trash. Um, but anyway, again, I'm a James Wan fan, but as a fan, I'm respectfully asking what the fuck happened here. <laughs> um, I'll that's, let a lot go. I'll let, the rest of the movie, I can shut up about. I'll, I'll be fine. It's not for me. Whatever. Why the lip sync? Why, Mr. Wan? Somebody, please tell me. Get a time I grow up on the phone. Oh. <laughs> That is fair. totally fair. So let's keep going because we could be on this all day. Deal. Um, my other big problem with this movie, aside from that lip sync battle, was why is Renee so cool about sleeping next to a demon? She clearly knows something's off. She's letting him take the kids to school. And I'm just like, call CPS. Call CPS today. Uh, greed. Like, the whole time, I was like, why are you ruining this character that you've built up to be somewhat smart in the first one. Like she doesn't make all the right decisions. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But what horror character does, right? Um, is she not going to tell anybody about the picture she saw? Is she not? She just never says anything. She, I, it just doesn't make sense. If anyone in this family communicated, this would have been solved in the eighties when it started. <laughs> It would have been a half a movie. It would have been a short. Um, but Grandma Keeping Secrets, Renee is like, he got a demon, but he's still my husband. My man, my man, my man. And like, bitch, if you don't, shut this down. Because you got kids. You decided to have three children, and now you got a demon in the house. You can't have the demon and the three kids. You got to pick or choose. Either Even you want this mom, demon daddy, or you want these kids. Right. <laughs> Even the mom, like, halfway through, finally is like, girl, I'm here. Shit's going down. That's not really him. We need to get you and the kids out the house. And then Renee's like, you know what? Right? She's like, <laughs> he I, has been kind of weird. I've been suspicious because I saw him choke a bitch and do some other weird things. You making this and make sense, Mom? I saw a picture of him and he is uh, the old lady. A, a right? woman. Well, okay. This is my biggest thing with this movie. Yeah, go and for I it. I don't think it's talked about enough. Go for it. Uh, at least not in my circles. This movie's not really talked about much in my circles. Anyway, uh, why does no one talk about the, the the sleepaway camp of it all? Thank you. 
why does no one talk about the sleepaway camp of it all? So, the backstory is essentially sleepaway camp. This little boy, yes, goes to live with this woman who forces him to be a girl, which causes some kind of psychotic break. And he starts, then she tells him to start killing people, but he wears a black wedding dress with a veil. It just, what? This movie is what? so messy. And that did not need to be part of the mess, but they did it because they could. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I think it would have been better to just not tell us how the fuck they got here because also, unfortunately, the scenes with that woman and that child are funny because it's so over the top. And so I end up laughing while feeling bad about laughing and also trying to figure out what the gender of it all is. Um. It's feeling very sleepaway camp, right? Like the mom and that is very, or the aunt, the aunt and that is like very camp and kind of why she doesn't really fit. I don't understand. I will say, I actually really liked a lot of the world building in this other than that moment. I liked, I liked going to the hospital and seeing that, even though it doesn't make sense. I get that. But like, I liked going there. I liked seeing him in the past. I liked seeing all that stuff. Other than this sleep, the sleepaway camp of it all, I liked the world building. I feel like this one was funnier than the first one, and that's not the intention. But I laughed a lot more, and it's because like the world they built, like in the first one, when he goes into the tether to get his son, and they're fighting, it's very theatrical. I felt like I was watching Cats, but without the cat tails. Cause they're like, ha, air push, ah, air Memory fall. And I'm like, of- what happened? Is this the Andrew Lloyd Webber production? And here they're like, let's keep all the wrong stuff. I'm like, oh no, 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 Mr. Wan. <laughs> Don't know. Um, so this is definitely my least favorite of the James Bond movies I've seen. Again, it's still better than a lot of people's <laughs> best, unfortunately. But like, I, I don't live. If I never have to see it again, that's fine. Yeah. It, well, it, okay. So you mentioned that you don't think the comedy was intentional. I, I agree on the parts you mentioned. I disagree because that trio of dudes. That's different. Those are camp. Yeah. But they're not funny. They weren't working. They were not hitting like he thought they were hitting. And they this were- fight scene between him and Daddy Patrick being possessed by the person that we don't know who they, if they're, we don't know. Anyway, that fight, I laughed the whole fucking time, but like none of them. He literally gets stabbed with the fucking uh, tranquilizer and it's like, ooh, and falls on top of his, co- his co-worker. I just... I... Oh, this trio, this trio of dudes it was not working for me. This movie, again, a lot of the things I laughed at were not meant to be laughed at. Um, but there were some where he was definitely going for camp and the trio didn't work for me. They were just making all the wrong choices just to be like, we got to do the dumb thing. So this will happen. It triggers that. What's um, that safe word? Enchilada. Like, I, and they sent the old dude into the house by himself. And I'm like, he's a demon. It's a demon. He's going to break this old man in half. Also, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pick apart their entire thing. Cause like. From the second they roll up to that house until the second the last one runs down into the basement to fight somebody who's already been, like, revived, I I wasn't having a good time with any of them. But also there are other moments I feel like a Hallmark moment. Like, when Lynn Shea is just like, I felt your heartbeat. You got to go back, too. 
I'm just like, what in the Scooby-Doo are we doing? And again, it's, he's a camp king. Mr. One is a camp king. Also very influenced by Jala, which is not something I'm well-versed in. I, I'm dipping my toes in so I can be a little bit more literate when I'm talking about it. But like, it, these are just not my worlds. And so I'm just like, I don't want this. Because I feel like this could have been a movie that was popping. I feel like we had things that could have led to some stuff and built some things. But instead we were like, let's have fun. And I'm like, you can have fun. It's your movie, but I'm not having a good time. <laughs> I, all the Giallo that I've seen and Giallo that I, Giallo inspired that I've seen, I have loved. So, so far, I, can't say I that. think, <laughs> well, you've seen more than I have. So, uh, <laughs> so, so far I could say I'm a Giallo fan-ish until I see something, uh, you know, that proves me wrong. But it's when it's done well, when it's done with the edited eye that makes it work. This did not have that. Also, who the fuck plays the the phone can thing in the same damn room? <laughs> what? Just fucking talk. Just whisper. Do these kids not know how to whisper? Have we lost the ability to whisper? Nobody knows. I, again, again, so much of it was funny. Um, But one that was funny on purpose, I believe, and when she's beating him the fuck in the head with a saucepan and he throws the mug and hits her in the head and then she falls the fuck on the floor. That, I think, was funny on purpose. If not, it should have been. And I hope they don't tell me different because that was one of my biggest laughs. I had more laugh at the, at the, the, uh, just because it was kind of bad. I don't think it was intentionally bad, uh, but, or intentionally funny. The, when the old dude is about to get attacked and he's like, <laughs> Use the uh, use the the the, one, dice. the dice to tell you what I have behind that back. Even though it's like, duh, is a knife. What the like, fuck do you think he had? Like it was very Blue's Clues because we we're all like, he's got a knife, Steve. He's got a knife, and he's like, let me roll these dice. I'm like, I mean, I guess it could have been a gun, but either way, it's not good. Like, demons don't have weapons behind their backs. Carl right. fucked up. I <laughs> also and then like a- and then he rolls knife, and then he's like. <laughs> Before he attacks him, he throws the mug. He is a mug thrower. This demon is a mug thrower. He don't like mugs. He said, fuck your mugs. I would never be his assistant. You catch a mug to the face the first time you fuck up. No, but we also got to talk about how they invited Carl, who is also a medium. But instead of them being like, we're going to call Carl to help us. We're going to call Carl to help us find our dead medium who's more competent than Carl. (laughs) That also sends me (laughs) I'm like, you brought in middle management. You couldn't, you're like, I don't trust him. We can find her for us. And he found the wrong right. demon. So, <laughs> and, and the whole time, uh, Daddy Patrick could have just found Lynn in the nether. Could have just said, hey, Lynn. And she appears to save his life. Like, <laughs> again, this is a Disney horror movie. And it makes me so upset because Carl had them following around some random ass ghost who led them on a side quest for no reason. That resulted in nothing but almost death. And they were like, let's take him to the house to fight the real demon because we ain't going to find Lynn Shay this way. <laughs> and then he gets knocked the fuck there out. There are... Don't don't say this is a, a Disney horror film because there are some good Disney horror films. Have you seen... Have you seen Watcher in the Woods? No. Bette Midler... Not Bette Midler. Wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but... Betty Davis. Uh, it's her final role. Oh. Betty Davis in Watcher in the Woods. It is Chef's Kiss. Beautiful. Love it from like the 70s. Oh. So it's that time when Disney was like, we're going to do live action shit. And 
it didn't, it wasn't commercially successful, so they stopped doing it. But like Escape to Witch Mountain is in this period, the original, not that stupid The Rock remake. Be nice, be nice. Watcher in the Woods, a couple other stuff. Anyways, check it out. I love it. There are some okay Disney horror films. And this one, I will say, I don't hate this movie, but it has some plot no, problems. I don't think I hate anything I've seen James Wan do. I just am very disrespectful when it comes to this one because I know he's a better filmmaker than this. And again, I don't know what was happening. Maybe they were like, we're going to give you three movies. Got to film them all next weekend. Fuck you. Or maybe... <laughs> Or maybe things fell through and he's like, well, I guess we just gonna have fun because I don't know what else to fucking do. I'm tired. Or maybe he was ready to leave. Maybe this is why he doesn't stick around in this franchise anymore because he learned he does not want to stay. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to see out the red carpets. Good night. Um, either way, Bye. this is not the one I would ask him about because again, as a James Bond fan, I'm like, I got thoughts on so many movies. I got cool ideas and I'm grateful for so much. Oh. And this one is just, it, it happened. I would pick his brain about malignant all day, every day. I would, oh, I would saw. love it. Saw. Um, it's Saw. Even though I like malignant better than Saw. But I, I, it's the giallo of it all for me. Yeah, I love malignant. I love that first Saw. The first Saw. Some of the sequels, the first two sequels, are decent um, and fun. I just did the recaps for all of them at the time recording this. I'm going to tell y'all right now, after three, do what you feel. Um, <laughs> yeah, say, agreed. We agree on something. Hey. hey. Yeah, I did like the 21 Savage video spiral. Um, I think that should have been Saw 9.5, personally. I don't know the Roman numeral for that. Um, spiral, everything he does is a spiral. <laughs> the video was sick. It was better than the movie. I haven't seen either of these things. Anyway. I'm going to tell you right now, Saw 9 is out there, Trent. It is out there. <laughs> watch watch me on Savage Video and you'll get enough clips and you'll feel like you saw enough of it. Okay. <laughs> they, kept to make, they kept trying to make Chris Rock a real actor and they kept giving him serious moments that were funny because he can't act. So he was just like, Same. ah! And making weird faces. And I was like, I can't look at this anymore. And I was just like <laughs> dying. I was fucking dying. Plus it's very predictable. You know who did it from the second that person walks on screen. You're like, I love that actor. He's the new Spiral. Um, <laughs> He's the new Jigsaw. <laughs> And now movies like it ain't him. It's gonna be anybody. I'm like, no, it's him. And they're like, it ain't him. Like, it, 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 it's him. I'm looking it's at, him. I'm looking at my jigsaw. That's him. That's him right there. <laughs> like he might as well walk in with a fucking trap to be like, hi. On <laughs> the tricycle. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> so many more. I did a black people count because again, I'm me. We get two in this movie. One is a nurse and one is a detective up top who also gets a phone call. So technically he's a scene and a half. I'll give a phone call a half a scene. Um, so we finally made it into this franchise where we got all these like hoofed red-faced demons and other universes. We got two black people. Mr. Wan, respectfully. <laughs> I'm going to need you to look around. Look around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I also just got to go back to Lorraine's choices. I don't think there was ever a decade where it was okay to take your kids to work outside of back in the olden days where kids were free labor. <laughs> Especially when you work at a fucking hospital. Hold on, son. Let me talk to this. And of course, he'll push dying person. Man. He's like, boop, 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 boop. And she's like, oh no. And the man wakes up, obviously fucking angry, but like, stop fucking my machine, little shit. And they're like, oh no, that's so far. You can't say that to a child. I'm like, this little fucker is pushing buttons on this man's machine. We all know what kind of insulin is in there. We all know what kind of salines. And, and, yeah, like, okay, listen, you know, you and I, we watch some ER in our times, right? Love it. 
there's some people that bring their kids to work, right? But they stay in like the break room or they stay in the 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 count the check-in counter. They ain't going in following me around while I do my checkups. I'm like, what? Listen. Listen, I wish I would go to a hospital and see somebody's kids just running around fucking with shit. I'd be like, you know what I'm not gonna do? Die here. I'm gonna go to a different hospital. <laughs> and you know what? We I probably should not put my ideas of real hospitals on ER. But here I am. It's better than a lot of hospitals I've been to. Just saying. <laughs> Dr. Carter gave a shit. <laughs> Ooh, Dr. Carter, he could give me it. Now a while could stay a while. I saw him in person once in his little newsies hat in Chicago. And you didn't just like drop to your anyway. I because I was at Victory Gardens back when I still worked in that mistake, and him and this old guy walked in because it's a historical theater, and the old guy was talking to us, and I was like, Skirt. I see you back there looking around in here. Like, you want to see these bricks? I'll show you all the bricks. I'll show you all the bricks. And he looked I'll at me because he knew I spotted him because I was staring at him like I'm staring at you, Trent. I was like, and the old man talking to us, and they talking to him because they don't know who Noah Wild is because they don't they are youth. They don't know about ER, and I'm yeah, like, right, that's Dr. Carter. That's Dr. Carter. <laughs> and he was like, this bitch might be a problem. Let's leave, Steve. And I was like, don't leave me, Dr. Carter. And after he left, I was like, y'all don't know who that is because y'all are babies. And they was like, okay, it's fine. Here's season one of ER. Go home right. and watch it. Come it wasn't back. Cool back then. You had to rent it. I rented like the first eight seasons for Hulu. Got it. And then I'm like, are you fucking? I crazy? have them all on fucking DVD because you know my bad, my ass. Listen. I buy it. I need to go ahead and fucking finish it. Probably this holiday season um, for other reasons. Uh, because it's, it's been forever. It's, it's okay. I mean, it's not as, you know, yeah. you, there's diminishing returns. But yeah. like that final season, everybody comes back and it's like, oh, oh, oh. I just want to finish there. it. I've never seen it all in order. And I rented those first eight seasons. And then I I watched like half the ninth season on Hulu. And I fell off because like I'm busy. And I need to try and remember what the fuck I saw so I can like carry on. Because I, I want to finish Hulu it finally now. before I die. I think it's all on Hulu now. Yeah, it was. And I was like, I'm going to finish it. And then I started working and shit. And then we, I had six right. podcasts. It's not been happening, right. y'all. I need to, I think December is my month to sit my ass down and be like, Joy, TV. Watch non-horror Netflix. things. I think, and even then, it's kind of horror. <laughs> well, yeah, that, true, true. Dr. Anyway, Carter okay, seen some shit. A, He's seen some shit. That's why he was the sexy one. Um, and then when Kovac showed up, we had two sexy doctors walking around the halls. Who there's so Mackay Pfeiffer? Wait, is that who? No, no, no. He Wait. did show up. He did. He he did. He had Ooh. a problem where they would have one black doctor and he would be an asshole. And I was like, we could have one not be an asshole, right? And they're like, no. There was there was two that Jeannie Boulay who ended up getting um no that she no she there there was another dude that went to the armed military and I forgot about him. He broke. Was it yeah. Mila? Was her name Mila? It's been so long. Mila, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mila. He broke her heart, a little bastard. And so I was like. And, and there was a nurse that was there for a long time. I can't think of her name. Was she it, sings a lot. And it wasn't Jeannie? No, I know you mean. No. I know you mean the one who lost all the weight. Like, she was basically an mm-hmm. extra who they gave lines to because they were like, this is ER. We got to do some better. And then as they, they found out she was popular, they gave her more stuff as the show went on. Again, people are, I don't know these black actors. These black actors are actors and we know them. And so people are like, right. oh, she's like, And man. she can sing. So it's like, oh. Guess what? They're going to a jazz club, and here she is. Because ER was in that era where you had to be a triple threat. You had to be able to sing, act, dance, or write, or direct, or something. You couldn't just be like, I'm an actor. Um, They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But Jeannie Boulay, I love Jeannie. She comes back in the final season, too. Don't be ruining shit. I just said I named shit. Sorry. Oh, shit. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right. I'm going to shut up now. We're going to talk about Insidious Chapter 2. You like, you had 20 years, bitch. It's like, I was just born, Trent. I was just born. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any more hot takes? This whole think... half of the episode well, was a hot take for me. I'm going to just say less because, I again, <laughs> I, I have said many times I am a James Wan fan. Somebody will pull up on my Twitter and be like, you can't stand him. Why don't you like when men succeed? And I'm going to be like, I said Insidious 2 was bad. I'm not the only one. I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score. What? Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Let's get to hot takes. What's your hot takes? Joy? I gave mine away again. You did. I, I, you said it with one. I, you said it with one. Listen, listen. And I think I said it verbatim is the sad part, but here we are. Um, here we fucking are. Because I'm drunk, so I don't have time to pick up another one. Um, I I love so many people involved in this movie, you know, Rose and Lynn and Patrick and James and even Lynn Winnell, who I going back and seeing the saws, I'm like, he's been around for a minute. He didn't just show up with Invisible Man because I don't like Invisible Man. But like his stuff before that, I seem to be a real big fan of. And so I'm like, we've been cool the whole time. I said, know your name because I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> but I... These movies feel real messy. It's it's like my favorite people got together to do last minute homework a little bit. And I love that they can scam the folks and get their bags. But I don't like a lot of these movies as much as everybody else. And I feel left out. I feel like I'm the ghost outside the window. But you're like, let me in. And y'all is like, we out here with the kids. We having fun in the house. And I'm like, but I want to I wanna be my friend. <laughs> so... I agree with you about the second movie, for sure. I think when James Wan was making the second film, he needed some friends. He needed a friend to say, hey, James, hey, James, maybe we shouldn't do this gender queer killer backstory. Hey, James, maybe we shouldn't do a lip sync for your life. Hey, hey James, uh, let's pull back on some of this stuff because, like, his friends were like, yeah, it's great. It's so great. He had drunk friends. He had friends like, yeah, you should totally get up there and sing Whitney Houston. Yeah, it's right? really good. It no. sounds like an angel. He's listening to the wrong friends. Like, definitely call your ex. Definitely call your ex. And right. it's like, don't call your ex, James. You know what you should do? You should definitely call that girl you fucked two weeks ago that doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Those <laughs> glitter pants are for you. You get out there and you wear those to that funeral. You show them who's boss. Disco daddy. <laughs> And he's like, yes, yes. And it's like, girl, that's not what you think it's giving. <laughs> yes. But I will say to to uh, go off of my trend of the Conjuring uh, comparisons, Conjuring 2 is far better than Insidious Part Chapter 2. The first, the first two Conjurings are two movies that legitimately creep me out. And you know I'm hard to get to. But each time I watch those little fuckers, I'm like, ah, oh, nah, y'all sick. I love it. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a daydream. Um, <laughs> I watch those bitches at night. That's for damn sure. I made my mistake the first time we did that for Halloween. I, I think that that is, I think that The Conjuring, those first two movies, are my favorite chunks of a franchise I've seen him involved in. And maybe I've missed some franchises, but I know that it's this, it's Saw, it's Conjuring, Malignant's about to be a franchise. We feel. Um, <laughs> That may be. That may overtake it. Because, like, I love... Malignant is a... I think Malignant is my only five-star James Bond movie. Maybe Saw, because I haven't revisited it since I started doing Letterboxd. I feel like Malignant is him taking everything we've seen him working towards and all these other movies. Because, again, like, a lot of these are not, like, five-star babies. They're just, like, fun and good. But, like, that was him being, like, master class. Here's everything I've been working on. Here's all the things you've seen me struggle with. And we're going to fucking go. 
he put that wig on that bitch and he's like, we're gonna make art. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, he got it. He got Akilah Cooper to help him out. Yeah, yes, yes. He I just seen The Nun too. She tried to save it. She really did. Okay. I might watch it when it's streaming. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> review it, but I was like, I don't want to say nothing bad about my queen. So I'm gonna just sit in silence on a silent dock. <laughs> um, but it is better than the first one, which we all knew it had to be. It, could, yeah, yeah. We all knew it had to anyway. be. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, Sheree. How many drinks are you giving Insidious? I'm giving the first one three, and it's probably because I'm a fan of James. I'm probably co-opted and compromised as fuck. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm giving the first one four. Give me the first one four drinks. So I, I just, I really, I, I don't know. I fucks with it. I fucks with that first one. And I think that's why I'm giving the second one some grace and I will go into the third one. Cause I really liked the first one. We'll see. We'll see. Cause fool me once. I want you, you know. I want you to see the third one. Cause she was, she was still streaming last month. Cause I saw her. She has nothing to do with anything. They were just like, let's make another movie. Oh God. Okay. So I will check it out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> Sheree, how many drinks are you giving Insidious part or chapter two? I'm giving it 2.5 because I feel bad giving James Wan less than 2.5, but I, I really want to give it less than 2.5. I searched my soul for that extra. I searched my soul for that 0.5. I did. <laughs> You're welcome, James. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's funny that our... Ours are going this way. I would give it three and a half drinks out of five. So we're just one star ahead of each other. I, again, we're <laughs> Paul Abdul. And so that makes sense. Nine times out of ten. There is that one time. If it ain't Toby, no Hooper, Toby Hooper, movies. you got something nice to say. There are other ones that I did not like. But Toby Hooper, for sure. He is the, he is the pattern. Listen. <laughs> now, in your memoir, it's going to be dedicated to the ghost of Toby Hooper. <laughs> hey, I will say... Because I like, you know, the bell curve, you know, mm-hmm. when I look at my letterbox, my bell curve is pretty, is pretty spot on. So mine would not be, I am sure it would not be. <laughs> I know it would not be because I'm not typically impressed with a lot of things. And that's why I be outside the club and y'all be in there dancing. And I'm like, somebody send me a drink out here. And y'all like, no. <laughs> Hello? Is that share you're playing? <laughs> right. I want to turn back time when we all agreed on something because I want to be in. My feet is tired. Like... <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Next week, we're going to be covering Satan Slaves 1 and 2. And I have never seen either of these things. So get ready for Satan. Listen, listen. I am happy that ended up being the Halloween movie because it comes out the day before Halloween. I'm so fucking happy because um, I can't think of nothing scarier this month. Literally, nothing this month is more disturbing than Satan Slaves 1 and 2. If y'all ain't seen it, get on that shutter, hit that play button. We don't know how things be moving and shaking anymore in the streamer world, so watch it while you can. Um, <laughs> All right. I will. I saw a uh, meme today that made me laugh. It's well, it was a screenshot. It may not, hopefully it was a meme. I'm I'm fingers crossed. But it was this tweet or, yeah, I think it was a tweet. Anyway, from this dude that was like, never let an atheist 
make your toast with jelly because they'll write Satan on it with jelly and then smear it so you won't know it said Satan. <laughs> so many people want Satan in their mouths and they won't explore that. And I'm just... <laughs> but anywho, if I didn't say it because I'm drunk, so I don't know if I said it or not. That will end our month of double, double, double trouble <laughs> in Halloween season. We're going to be going into post-Halloween season where it's still Halloween season because that's how we roll. What? <laughs> it's always Halloween season on Fear Street. If only the weather would cooperate. Listen, me and my air conditioning make it fall all year round. Look. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, y'all. Again, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.